What's up, millionaires, especially for all of you out there that have been exploring the endless opportunities of starting your own podcast. I think it's only right I tell you about Anchor because I use Anchor to host my own podcast, The Million Dollar Mind, and not just because it's free like all hosting platforms should be, but Anchor offers unlimited space for content, free distribution on major platforms like your Apple, Spotify, Google, etc., free mobile and desktop recording tools. And the best part is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. To learn more about Anchor, be sure to visit anchor.fm or follow the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 97 on breaking generational curses. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Beyond Wynn, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm a real estate investor. I'm an author. I'm an inspirational teacher. What you can expect from today's conversation is gems on how to break generational curses and the real meaning of legacy. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. I'm your guy, Kai Speaks, and this is your guide to accumulating abundance in your life. The only place for tips and tricks on identifying your passions and attracting opportunities to make a living while living your dreams. Now, we have a very special guest in the building today. We have, you know, a real estate investor, as he mentioned earlier. He's also the author of Quotes and Confirmations, and that's everything that you need to hear to live an inspired and purposeful life. We're going to talk more about that book and, you know, the motivation behind writing that book, of course. And then lastly, this guy is a motivational speaker, coach, and mentor, just really adding a lot of value in the communities and helping people in the community add value to not only themselves, but to continue to funnel and feed back into the communities and pour into the communities as well. So that's extremely valuable, and we need people like that. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you guys Beyond Win. And I know that was a little bit long-winded, but Beyond, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of introduce yourself and, you know, tell us a little bit more about your story, how you became the Beyond Win you are today. I believe that how I became, I, I became by, you know, trials, tribulations, you know, everybody talk about, or, or people focus on the end result. but What's more exciting about life is the journey, the things that you learn on your journey, the things that you grow through on your journey. Those things will will be the determining factor of the life that you lead. So for me personally, you know, growing up in a single parent home, abuse at home, detention home at the age of 14, your know, father was nowhere to be found. So, you know, I, I looked to the streets for love, uh, attention. I uh, wanted to be accepted, you know, wanted to be accepted, wanted to, to fit in. So I, I wasn't being my true, authentic self. But what I came to realize as I went through those things, I used to be in a place of asking, why? Like, why, you know, why am I getting bullied at school? Why am I getting abused at home? But what I realized is that those things were necessary in order for me to be the man that I am today. Those things were necessary for me so that I can be the light 
for others that are on that same path. I can be hope for others. I can be confirmation for others that no matter what you went through, what you're going through, no matter what your bank account looked like, you can live a successful life. So those things shake me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I I love it, and um, I see you have you have the shirt on today, and I, I, that was actually one of my questions. I w- I've been curious to you know find out a little bit more about the the, the wordplay, right? So your shirt says "Run the F and play," right? Where where did you get that? Where did you get that concept from? And you know, just kind of give us the thought process. What does that mean to you, or what does that mean in general? So, just like my book, you know, quotes and confirmations. Uh, my the, the, my first book, Quotes and Confirmations. My second book, uh, Quotes and Confirmations, second edition. Mm-hmm. This T-shirt, you know, run the fucking play. And my other T-shirts and this wristband that I got on, you know, WWGD, what would God do? All of those things were things that, that I created to help me through life. Mm-hmm. So as I face certain things on this journey like we all do i knew that i needed some things to help me counter when i was in a a, a bad place when i was experiencing turbulence when i felt like i want to give up so i knew i needed things to i needed tools to counter those things so run a fucking play came about as i was as i reflected on the data <laughs> Reflected on the data in my life. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was anytime that I focus on crossing T's, dotting I's, planning, things never really got done. Mm-hmm. But when I focus on just getting up and getting to it, things got done. Like, mm-hmm. so when I don't feel like working out and I think about it and process it, I'm probably not going to work out. But when I just hop up out the bed, hop up out the bed, set the timer on my phone if I'm doing a 20 minute fix, set the timer on my phone for 20 minutes, put my shoes on and get to it. So when I started to apply that in my life, things get done, run the fucking play and figure it out on the way. Don't don't process it. Don't focus on crossing T's, dotting I's because the coach give us plays, right? Every day, all day. And plays are the vision that you have, the dreams that you have, the things that you think about that excites you and then, but you don't do any of them. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing is this coach, give us plays all day, every day. We overcomplicating it. We overprocessing it. We running the play past people that ain't never put no points up on the board. So <laughs> most of the time things don't get done. So all I right. focus on running the play, not trying to figure out everything. I just, I just move. Mm-hmm. And if we start to, once we believe and trust the coach, like the coach is God, mm-hmm. once we believe and trust the coach, our lives will be better. It's just like when you're watching a football game or a basketball game. The player don't have to do a lot of thinking. Before the player get on the court or on the field, the coach gives them a specific play. They get on the field or get on the court, and they run that play. But us as human beings, when we look at life, and we, we got this, this, this vision, but these ideas that we just continue to sit on. Those are plays. You got to run the play. You can't win a championship or even put points on the board if you don't run the play. So this is just a constant reminder for me to run the fucking play. 
Absolutely. And and I and I love the I love the analogy to coaching God and just in the the sports analogy in general. Cause when I think about run the fucking play, I think of like, you know, imagine being stuck on an island. And a lot of people as they stuck on this island, they're trying to figure out how to build this extravagant boat to get off the island. When instead right. of trying to build this boat, you could just build a raft get off the island and then just fix up the boat as you go instead of trying to worry about making sure everything is perfect like you said crossing those i's and dotting those t's and oftentimes we just get overloaded with the amount of work we think has to go into it and it ultimately just don't even follow through exactly. so I, mean, I love the concept i love the concept and now uh as this episode we're, we're talking about these generational curses and breaking those curses how would you first define what a generational curse is to the to the audience generational curse is anything that doesn't help you multiply and add to your life and your your family's life. Mm -hmm. uh, example, my father was in prison. I went to prison. Both of my brothers went to prison. Two of my sisters went to prison. Like that's a generational curse, mm -hmm. but my sons didn't go to prison. My daughters didn't go to prison. So we broke that pattern. And, it, it, you know, it's funny because you don't really think about it while it's happening. You don't understand that a seed has been planted and, and you know, in, in your, your subconscious mind and you, you're just moving. Mm -hmm. And then you start, once you take a step back out of the matrix and look at it, it's like, okay, man, my father went to prison. My brothers went to prison. My sisters went to prison. Like, that's not going to be beneficial for the family. Like th that's a curse that won't help the mm -hmm. family build generational wealth. It's just like you say, generational curses that takes us backward. Mm -hmm. We can't win a championship if we continue to go that same route, the curses. Mm -hmm. So somebody had to reverse it. And so that's where I came in at. Once I understood what was going on, understood the opportunity that I had with, with the gift of life, mm -hmm. understood the, the skill set that, that God gave me and understanding that I was in position, God equipped me to change those curses mm -hmm. and start to do things that's going to help the family multiply and add for generations. All right. Generations to come. I love it. And then, um, so at one point in your life, you know, you, you went through a, just your upbringing, you went through, as you mentioned, a lot of abuse at home, uh, came from a single parent household, uh, also, you know, turned to the streets for guidance and, and that love that you were lacking in, you know, in, at your home. So with that being said, uh, what would you say would be like a, a switch that might have happened in your life or in your mind that ultimately influenced you to change your habits at the time? I think that not I think something was always in my mind that it was success was always in my mind. Like, so I've always had like the, the, the visions of knowing that it was something better for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't actually always believe it, but, but I, I, I felt it. I, I felt it. I may have seen it on TV, seeing signs on TV. And, and so I knew it. I knew it was possible. And what happened after that was seeing different people live, leading successful lives. 
And what really helped was when I started reading books. So when my brother, he went to prison. And so when he went to prison, he was around a different group of people, like people that grew up different from us, people that grew up, you know, with a, with a silver spoon. So they came out the gate reading and personal development and business development. They were taught this at home. We wasn't. So when my brother got around those individuals and he started to learn, he would feed me the things that he was learning. Mm-hmm. So I would go do my research, study, reading. And once I started to read, I believed the things that I read. And then I took it a step further and I started to practice and try out and test the things that I was reading. What were some of those, what were some of those, those books that uh, in, in the earlier phases, what was, what was some of those books that she was reading that ultimately, uh, you know, shaped your, your actions actually started going back to your shirt, running the fucking play. Think and grow rich as a man thinketh. Mm. Rich dad, poor dad. Okay. Classics, all classics. Right. And yeah. uh, I mean, just from, just from the audience standpoint, just from listening to this show and other episodes in the past, these are books that come up constantly. So at this point, if you're not checking these books out for yourself, it's like you're doing yourself a disservice because we literally have multiple people saying that they read, they read these books and they kind of shaped them and helped them actually make action and, and make the changes that they were looking for in their lives. So, uh, man, I, I appreciate that beyond them. Another quote, because I'm 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 heavy on quotes as well. And you got your book is called Quotes and Affirmations. Uh, and as I was looking into that, I was like, man, this is this is heavy. I'm definitely getting this because I just love quotes altogether. And you, you one of the things that you said was you can't deposit excuses. Uh, kind of relate that, or how, how does that correlate to the the generational curses that a lot of people are just depositing excuses and just being so lackluster, I I guess, for lack of better words. So you can't deposit excuses. That's actually my cousin's quote. Okay. That's my cousin's hat. And what attracted me to it is exactly what it says. You can't deposit excuses. When you think about excuses, excuses don't add value to your life. When you make an excuse, the feeling that's associated with excuse, it don't feel enthusiastic. Mm-mm. Like you know, like excuses can get you nowhere. Most people are are struggling. If they look at why they're struggling, what they will see is a a long list of excuses for every solution. And it's, I mean, it's, it's plain and simple. Like, it's, it's, like you can't win with excuses. People that win, they don't have excuses. People that that that's living their best lives, they don't talk about excuses when if you do your research and study on the most successful people in the world or anybody that's successful for that matter they don't have excuses like people that's fit they don't have excuses <laughs> and the worst thing about excuses is a lot of times they are accurate right a lot of times these things are true but it's just the difference in the mindset people who succeed and the successful people don't really use that as an excuse to not do better, right? They just acknowledge it and move past it to where others, I, I, I saw a quote somewhere where it said, um, you know, everybody is self-made, but only successful people will admit it, right? And that goes back to people who make excuses. They're not, they not going to admit that they also self-made, 
at the end of the day, uh, they just worried about those excuses ultimately making them who who they are when it, that's not the case at all. So that that that's a gem right there. Uh, so you have your you have your book, quotes and confirmation, and you have the second edition. What was like the motivation to write in the second edition? Was that more for uh, for you? Was it like a fan favorite? Tell us a little bit more about that. So what inspired the the second edition? Mm-hmm. These quotes just keep coming. They keep you know? coming. <laughs> yeah, they keep coming. They won't stop. And so I was like, I didn't want to put a a long thought process, you know, into play. What should the second book be? It's like, okay, I got a million quotes. The second book, quotes and confirmation, second edition. Let me <laughs> get it done. Mm-hmm. And so I did it in seven days. Nice, nice. Congra- well, congratulations on on both uh, of those of, of those publications. Uh, just write. I just know writing a book in general uh, can be a, another one of those things that people say. Oh, I want to try that out, and then when they get into the actual production of it and the, the birthing of it, it it can it can sometimes fall short. So, congratulations on that again. Um, now, in the beginning of our conversation, beyond you mentioned again how you know, your environment ultimately played a part into your growth and, and things like that. How would you say that one's environment and home situation can play a part in their creativity and open mindedness, especially coming from uh, your situation and providing a different type of environment for your for your children? I think that. As as parents. As parents, we have to. We have to put our kids in the best position to win and. And that starts with the parent. That starts with the parent demonstrating certain things that the kid can can use to grow. It starts with the parent planting seeds in the kid's subconscious mind. Mm. It starts with the parents demonstrating success. It starts with the parents not making excuses. It it starts with the parents showing the kids. Right. You could tell them, kid, but kids don't really hear what you're saying. They see what you do. So for me personally and with my kids, when I talk about I'm building a legacy with my kids and not for them. Our culture. Is great for just following what they always heard, what Mm -hmm. everybody else is saying without doing any research or just asking themselves like okay do this make sense for me whatever it don't matter what the whole world doing does that make sense for me so for me personally you know i hear legacy and it's like uh my definition of legacy is different i'm not focused on building an empire to leave to my kids because the individuals that that i know that their parents left them you know assets money etc they lost it because they they wasn't equipped to handle assets. They didn't know how to build assets. So mm-hmm. it wasn't no generational wealth. It stopped right there with the, the the second generation. So for me personally, when I when I when I look at legacy, when I just pay attention and observe life, I'm like, okay, I watched these people. They had X amount of dollars left to them. They had all these properties left to them, and they squandered it all away in a short period of time. So what can I do to better my chances of legacy for my family? Mm-hmm. And so, the, so what came to mind was, okay, 
if if I build with my kids, if if I build with them, they'll never forget that. Like the properties we buy, the deals we close, going to the title companies, handling money, losing money. If we do that together, and when I leave this planet, that's it, that's in them. So they know how to fish. So what's going to happen when they have kids? <laughs> See, it's already in them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to teach they, their kids the same way. So that's legacy to me. They they will never forget the plays that we are running together. Right. And, and that, that's a nugget right there. And I really want to put emphasis on what you said, Beyond, because I think that when we define generational wealth, a lot of people leave out the so many the abundances of what wealth actually is. We think of wealth and we just give it that monetary value, generational wealth, a lot of money, but we don't think of knowledge being a, a, a asset of wealth. We don't think of love being an asset of wealth. You know, you can be wealthy of love, wealthy with relationships, right. health, right? All these things come with generational wealth. So if you only right. passing off the money, like you said, you're doing your, you're doing your children and the generations below you a disservice. So I love that. And um, man, so I'm not, I'm not a parent yet beyond, but I, I had made a statement in uh, previous episodes um, that I would love just a parent's perspective from. Uh, and just overall, how do you feel about, uh, you know, the youth being, uh, I don't want to say forced, but pretty much forced into working uh, jobs just because uh, it, this is a way to be more responsible at home, right? The parents are not, the, just to give some context, right? This may be a two-parent household or even a single-parent household that, you know, the kids don't have to work, right? It's not like that situation where they got to help around the house uh, as far as money goes, but the parents kind of just want them to be working just to do something productive and to just uh, be more responsible, learn those responsibilities, uh, and, and enter that workforce. How do you, how do you feel about the youth being forced to work under those circumstances in that environment? Me personally, I've I've always encouraged my kids to to do what they feel, but you're going to do something. Mm-hmm. So if you're not interested in, you know, coming to work with me, learning the things that I know. You've got some ideas of your own. I can help you build that. You're going to work a job. Mm-hmm. I think I think jobs are, are good to kind of teach, teach kids, you know, teach them certain things from dealing with people, customer service and being being coachable and learning different companies from the inside out. So when they start their own company, they already have a, a head start. But I think that it's important to let kids leave a space where kids could demonstrate their genius, have an opportunity to use their creativity. Mm-hmm. Because even with schools, like schools don't leave any room for kids to use their creativity. There's it, right. no way the kid can use, have the room needed to use their creativity if the teacher already got the answers to a test. Like how, like there's no room for my creativity if you already got the answers to the test so Mm -hmm. i think that that's something we should we should focus more of at home with like giving our kids the space to use their creativity and demonstrate their Mm -hmm. genius Mm -hmm. and and i like that i like that perspective a lot so it sounds more so like it's a process of like a a discovery process right if 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 they can't if they're not interested in what i do what i'm good at like you mentioned then you know you're going to get a job but it's more so still figuring out what they're interested in and not kind of just sure. pointing them in the right direction instead of just saying, well, if you don't want to do this, I'm going to throw you in this. 
Right. Kind of right. like that. Okay. That makes sense. And, and, and I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Uh, so because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. See, coach has given us all specific plays that are unique for us. I can't see inside of you and see the specific play that coach drew up just for you. So it's the same thing with our kids. Like we have to encourage them to demonstrate whatever it is that's on their minds, even if we don't understand it, because we can't look inside the individuals and see the specific plays. We can't feel the feeling that's associated with the plays that God gives any individual. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to, to focus in, not out, because humans don't recognize greatness at first sight. That's why people will say that, you know, you, you hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about how their family and friends said that they was crazy at first. Mm-hmm. And then after they win, their family and friends, oh, I knew that you was going to make it. I always believed in you. Humans recognize greatness after the fact. After right. you do it, everybody believe it. Everybody recognize it. So that should tell you something right there. That should tell people something right there. Because anybody that you listen to that's super successful, they always have those stories where they say they family and friends told them why you quit your job you're making six figures and you're gonna quit your job to go start this business why are you doing that why are you doing that but when you make it when you win everybody believe you they understand mm-hmm. so human beings don't recognize greatness at first sight Ooh, you just you just gave me chills right there brother you just gave me chills and uh just taking it back to the youth as well i think that a lot of times we forget that our youth as you mentioned, we can't see the plays that coach puts in in, in other people. We only see our plays. And we right. forget that our youth is literally on a – their thinking is in the future. And sometimes we use our thinking from the past and we try to stunt their growth because of what we know from the past and the plays that we have in our heads, not even knowing that they on a whole nother level of thinking. Like their thinking is beyond us. No pun intended. Think about it. Think about – most kids, when you when you when you're young, you're talking about you want to go out of space, you want to do all these different things, and then by the time you you reach a certain age, you've been programmed, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't you've been programmed, all your creativity gone, you didn't gave up, and the kid saying that they want to go to space, and you telling the kid to get a job. <laughs> but think <laughs> about it when you when you were a kid, when you were that young age ideas were just flowing mm-hmm. and then you get programmed through the schools etc and by the time you you get out of college or get that age it's like okay you just want to settle for less but you started out wanting everything you want to build a planet but then by design <laughs> america put a play in play by design to strip you of your creativity to suffocate your genius mm. Mm. Man, that's just right there. That's a nugget right there. That's just the gym. And if you if you pick up anything about, you know, keys to breaking those generational curses, it starts right there and just instilling and giving our youth the space. to like we'll be just said, create and just tap into their genius, allow them to run their own plays, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, so, listen, listen if, if we if we start to just pay attention and just reflect on the data, what we will understand, what we will quickly quickly understand as parents is that those kids are equipped to help the family win a championship. 
the kids because the ideas are steady flowing. Mm -hmm. Like they haven't been programmed and tricked out of their genius yet. Right. So we got to do everything in our power to help them keep that fire lit so they can lead the family to a championship. <laughs> and, and and that's that's really all it is right there. It's just being uh being open minded to to their genius. Uh so uh beyond as we as we wrapping things up again, I just want to give a huge thanks to you for just joining me again on on your Saturday morning. Uh so as we wrapping it up, you know, I have a few closing questions for you. And I love to ask this question to all of our guests because we're big on just love and self-love. How would you uh define uh what self-love means to yourself? Self-love. Hmm. putting yourself first because nothing is possible without you. So putting yourself first, keeping your promise to yourself, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, focusing on things that's going to help you add and multiply in your life first so that you can be a blessing to your family, community, and the world. Absolutely. Putting yourself first and that, that key word commitment, you know, committing to yourself, uh, 100%. Now, if you saw, if you're walking down the street and you saw 18 year old beyond, what, what would be some words that you would, you know, give some uh, advice to 18 year old self? Take more risks faster. Mm. <laughs> you want to give us some, give us some context. Don't be afraid to lose it all. Just go for it. Like whatever it is, like we, like coach put us in the game to go for it. Like coach didn't put us in the game to sit on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Like coach put us in the game. Like, listen, the clock going to run out. <laughs> the clock going to run out. Right? So we here to ball. Like, just go do it. Like, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to lose money. You can get some more money. Don't be afraid to lose the house. You can, bu you can buy another house. Don't be afraid to lose the car. You can get another car. Mm -hmm. See, all those things, that's the program that has been put in place to take our focus away from our genius. Like, go do it. It's okay to lose. Mm -hmm. The quicker you lose, the quicker you find out what don't work. Say it again, man, man. Man, I hope y'all are listening to this because Brother Beyond is just preaching right now. And money, you know, I always said it, you know, beyond that money is fake, right? You can do a lot with money, right? You can buy a lot of things. You can support a lot of people with money. But when you allow money to be the sole purpose of why you do and why you act and why you be who you are, at the end of the day, you, you just, you, you are, you're leaving yourself to be very fake and not genuine. At the end of the day, your time is more valuable than, than the money. Because like you said, you can buy another house. You can buy another car. You can get more money. So with that being said, uh, Beyond, I, I want to, you know, say thanks again. And I want to give you an opportunity yep. to, you know, plug yourself in. Tell us about any uh, special projects that you have coming up that you're super excited for. Uh, yeah, just right now. Just tell us a little bit more. So again, I'm Beyond Win. If you want to follow me on social media. My social media, IG and Facebook is Beyond Win, B-E-Y-O-N-D, Win, W-Y-N-N. My book, Quotes and Confirmations, the second edition, you can pick that up at Amazon.com. Also, I'm working on an inspirational album called Run the Fucking Play. It's me speaking knowledge, experience with beats in the backdrop is mm. it's special 
You know, it was my first time in the studio. I'm super excited. And it's just another way for me to share fragments of my imagination and and pieces of my journey and things that that I that I've learned on this journey. Uh, you know, my pain, you know, um, yeah, all of that, you know, to to help others, you know, uh add and multiply in their lives. And thanks again for giving me the opportunity to share with your platform. Yeah, one one hundred percent. I'm super excited for that for that uh that motivational album to come out because just music is just so powerful. So when you put can put a beat on something and you can still keep the message powerful, that that just that elevates it even to another level because now you got that music and just something about music to humans it just already motivates us and, and just gets us in deep thought and, and and feeling so i'm super excited about that uh so thanks again beyond for joining us thanks to the millionaires right. out there who are you know tuned in and i'm super thankful to have you join us weekend and week out uh, and just thanks in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become as you start to apply the principles that you heard especially today uh with beyond and breaking these generational curves Versus, uh, and if you're an aspiring real estate agent, uh, investor, or you know you just don't have enough time to truly invest into your properties, especially rentals, uh, definitely want to consider a company like LA True State. So what LA True State will do is they will qualify rental investments for you, go over the numbers with you, and fill the vacancy in less than 30 days at market rent, sometimes even above. And the thing is, they provide you with such a security blanket where even if the property is vacant, LA True State will still make sure that you are receiving your rent on a monthly monthly basis and it's no extra cost to you so to learn more about that just uh, just follow the link in the show notes and we'll be able to get you that information to you now with that said i just want you all to remember to keep focus build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly my name is kai speaks so you just heard it here from beyond Hey guys, so thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now, with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.